Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. God, we thank you for once again the season that we are, that you brought us into. We thank you for this opportunity, mighty and everlasting Father, to look into your Word, your perfect Word of liberty that brings life that brings exhortation, that brings glory to our lives. For you created the universe just by your word. And even so, Lord, you are sustaining the universe by your word. So we're asking, Lord, even as we go into your word, grant us the grace, grant us the answers to come before you to receive that, O Lord, which you have ordained for our lives. Speak to us prophetically in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, I just want to anchor up this uh, subject we've been dealing with in this course of uh, impartation service, which is according to your word, I mean, according to your faith, and we're going to be dealing with part number seven in, in, in question according to your faith. And uh, the key scripture I would like us to take again, as if like I'm summarizing, is that Matthew chapter 9, verse 27 to 29. Matthew chapter 9, 27 to 29. I need us to take a look at that again. Praise the Lord. The Bible said, And when Jesus departed hands, two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was coming to the house, the blind man came to him, and Jesus said unto them, Believe ye that I am able to do this. They said unto him, Yea, Lord. Then I want you to understand something here. It's important that it is what you believe the Lord can do that we do. I said that several times in this place that God cannot do for you what you don't believe he can do. And that your life is directly connected to your belief. God can do for you what you don't believe for. Praise God somebody. And he said, yes Lord. Then taught he the eyes saying, according to your faith, be it unto you. According to your faith, according to your belief. That I can do it. Let it be done. So it is what you believe God for. That directly comes to you. And the Bible says. And the eyes were opened. And Jesus straight away charged them. Saying said them. Say that no man know it. Or see that no man know it. In other words don't tell anybody about it. But the eyes opened. Because he told them. Be it unto you according to what? Your faith. It has to do with your faith. It has to do with what you believe in him for. And even in today's service, everything you are going to receive is only connected to how much faith you're going to have in what is coming to you. Hallelujah. You've got to have it at the back of your mind that God can solve this problem. God can move me from the level I am to another level. God can impact me for growth. Anything you're thinking about, anything that has been an issue, you can have that conviction. I've come today to have that transformation. Praise the living God. According to you, I mean the word is just very simple. Let it be to you according to what? Your faith. Again, we look at it from the message translation that Matthew 9 verse 29 gave from the message translation. And then what did he say? He told your eyes and said, become what you believe. Become what you believe. So what you believe 
is what you become. Hallelujah. And I will always say this. You see, those who go to idol to worship idols, scripture tells us idol is nothing. Why is it working? Why do they have manifestation? Why do they have results? It's because of the belief they have. So they have faith. Now, instead of having faith in God, they have it in idols. And then they get results because they have the faith to believe what the idols can do for them. So if you transfer that same faith with which you believe idols to believe in God, you get the result you were supposed to get and much more than what you're supposed to get when believing to idols. Is that okay? Praise the living God. Now in Hebrews 11 again, the word says, Hebrews 11 verse 1, Now faith it is sometimes hope for the evidence of things what? Not seen. We said it before. The substance hope for the evidence of things not seen. And this is so vitally important that you have to understand something. In the spirit, you should know what belongs to you. You should know what you are. How do you come to knowing this? I'll make you see that. But let me give you a simple illustration again. How powerful it is for you to come to the realization in terms of the promises of God and the word of God. And how much that can do for you when you begin to anchor your faith on what God says. Hallelujah. Go with me to James 5 verse 17. James chapter 5 verse number 17. I want to show you some simple miracles today. I mean from the word of God. The Bible says a lion was a subject, a man subject like passion as we are. And he prayed earnestly that he might not reign. And he reigned not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And the Bible says he prayed again. Hallelujah. And the heaven gave rain. And he had brought forth her fruit. Now what he's trying to tell us here is this. If you pray, God can answer. And he's giving you the example of Elijah. How Elijah prayed and there was no rain. So the question is, why haven't you come to that kind of level? Of belief, of manifesting fruit of our prayers in the dimension. But he said, because he's telling you, Elijah is just like you. He was a human being. So Elijah was not Jesus. He was a human being. You say, because he had a calling. No, not because of why they call him. That's what the Bible said. The Bible said he was a human being just like you. In other words, you can do what Elijah did. So why is it that you can't do what Elijah did? And how is it that Elijah was able to have the power to do what he did? I'll show you. Go to First Kings. Let's look at where he prayed the prayer. First Kings chapter 17 verse 1. What triggers your faith? What gives you success in your faith, in your prayers? Is what I'm about to show you in this meeting. First Kings chapter 17 verse 1. And the Bible says, Elijah did seize by it, who was of the inhabitant of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, this is very important, note that, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word, before whom I stand, what that means is, before whom I misminister, before whom I serve, To stand means to minister before the Lord. So one of the keys by which you get evidence or how do I put it now? That gives you power to say things in terms of prayer and it comes to pass is you standing before the Lord. That's to say your worship. 
Is that okay? Right. Because that word was primarily used for the Levite. The Levite will stand before me. That is said to be the one to minister. So Elijah is saying, according to my word, I stand before the Lord. There shall be no rain. Now can I show you where Elijah picked that from? Elijah didn't just conjure up that. He didn't just say it because he wanted to say it. Elijah had to go to the word of God. It's like he took it back to God and said, God, this is what you said in your word. This is the time to prove what you said in your word. Go with me to Deuteronomy chapter 11. 11.16, the book of Deuteronomy. This is what God said to Israel. The book of Deuteronomy chapter 11 verse 16. Take heed to yourselves that your heart be not deceived and yet turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. And then the Lord's wrath will be kindled against you and it will shut up the heaven that there will be no rain and that the land yield not our fruit unless they perish quickly for off the ground I mean the good land which the Lord give it you. Praise the living God. So then here I find that Elijah simply came to God I mean to Ahab and was referencing what God said in Deuteronomy 11. I don't know if you're getting this. Good. So I'm trying to show you this to see how you can become powerful in your prayers by taking God's word and giving it back to him in any situation. Whatever God says about your situation is recorded somewhere in the scriptures. You can pick it and push it back to him. That's a simple prayer. Now look at how Elijah prayed. There was no sweat. There was nothing. He simply spoke the word of God. As long as I remain and God remains and I stand before God, there shall be no rain according to my word. Simple. Prayer is not yes. Prayer is not crying. Now I'm not saying you can be fervent. You definitely can be fervent in prayer. But I want you to see how important knowing the word of God and using the word of God in praying is. Are you, are you there with me? Praise the living God. So you, you have situation for instance. I mean, you are seeking for the fruit of the womb. What did the Bible say about that? There shall not barren where? In the land. Exodus 23. You can take that constantly and push it back to God. This is what you said. No shall be barren in the land. And no shall lose their young. Therefore, I will not lose my pregnancy. Praise God somebody. What he's trying to say, other translation, that Exodus 23, he said there will be no aborted pregnancy. It's as simple as that. So when you're pregnant, when you have your seed, you can take that to God. That becomes your prayer. At any point, even if you are seeing sign of aborted pregnancy, say, no, God's word said, none of you shall be buried in the land and there shall not be aborted pregnancy. Praise God somebody. That is your prayer. And when you believe that, when you stand on that, you can stand it, Doc. He said, according to your faith, be what? Be done unto you. So when you stay a word like that and take it back to God, you can stand on it and I get you. God will begin to perform the miracle that needs to perform. Are you listening to me? So Elijah simply went to Ahab and said, The Lord God of Israel liveth before whom I stand. There shall not be dew nor rain this year's. But according to what? My word. Did you see that? And he took it from that Deuteronomy 11. I'm just trying to show you the secret to Elijah's prayer. And yet James is telling you, you can pray like him. 
So how can you pray like him? It's to get his secret. What was the secret? The word of God. Are you sitting with me somebody? If you can go by the word, you can get what he says. If you can go by the word, you can get results just like Elijah did. That's what I'm trying to make you understand. You need to come to that place in your life where you see that your life is all built up based on what? The word of God. And remember Hebrews 1 said, I mean Hebrews 11 verse number 1 tells all of the hope you need to have, which is the expectation that we are based on the promises of God. Amen? Praise the Lord. Again, let's go to First King chapter 18 verse number 1. Is anybody following what I'm saying here? First Kings 18 verse number 1. And it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord, yes, again, come again, came to Elijah in the third year saying, Glory, go show that self unto Ahab and I will send rain on where? Upon the land. <laughs> Glory to God. Go show yourself to Ahab and I will send rain upon the land. That means when Elijah spoke, God had to respond by making sure there is no rain. Now for him to cause the rain to come, he's not going to bypass his word again. He cannot just make the rain fall. He has to go back to the man that made him to stop the rain and go back to Elijah. I don't know if I get what I'm saying here. So there's now, through this kind of prayer, there's a communion, there's a relationship that you have with you, with God. So when you are studying the word of God and you take what's in the word, you take it back to him, you are building a relationship between you and God. In the country points where God will need you have to inquire from you or determine certain things from you before you have things done. This is very, very strange. But that is the way it works. You remember the same thing that he had to do with Abraham in Genesis 18. When he went to Abraham and said he wanted to destroy Sodom. But he made a statement. He said, there's nothing I can do without fair revealing to who? To Abraham. Because I know he's going to raise up his children in the fear of the Lord, as the case may be. Is that okay? Now, Abraham to begin to say, well, I don't want Sodom to be destroyed. If you are 50, you will leave it. If you are 40, if you are 30, if you are 20, if you are 10, I will not destroy it. Now, you see, God was at the mercy of who? Of Abraham. I don't know if I get what I'm saying. If you understand that prayer is equal like sacrifice, then you can understand what happened to Solomon. Right? When Solomon went to offer thousand sacrifices in Gibeon, remember what happened? As soon as he was made a king, the next thing that happened, God came to him at the night and said, Solomon, what do you want? Hallelujah. I don't know if you're following this. The sacrifice takes the place of his prayer. And he said, what do you want? In other words, when you pray, God has a way of coming to you to ask you what exactly you want. And you see that. Jesus asked these people, what do you want? We want our eyes open. Are you sure I can do it? Yes, we believe you can do it. Be to you what? According to your faith. And so, God came to Solomon and said, what do you want? At that stage, it's like Solomon was at the mercy of who? Of God. I mean, God was at the mercy of Solomon. And Solomon began to count all the things. Well, I don't need anything. I, I, I just thought, I just need wisdom to be able to rule these people. And God said, because you never asked for the head of your enemies. You didn't ask for riches. You didn't ask for anything for yourself. I'm going to make you the richest king upon the face of the earth. Remember that? Mm-hmm. He never asked for riches. 
Why? Because you see, seek ye first what the kingdom of God and what his righteousness. All this things shall be what shall be added. Praise the Lord. So here we see Elijah simply went back again to Ahab according to the word of the Lord. That's what I'm trying to say. The first prayer to stop the rain was according to the word. The second prayer to bring the rain was according to the word. Is anybody following what I'm saying here? It's so easy. You can change situation believing and trusting in the word of God. You can change circumstances just going back to God and taking his word to him. And are you paying attention to what he has to say? The result will always come as you believe. The, always will, the result will always come as you trust. The result will always come as you have faith in what you are telling God about. The result will always come. Praise the living God somebody. Now go with me to Matthew chapter 14 verse 22 again. Matthew 14 22. Very interesting passage. The Bible says, and straight away Jesus constrained the disciples to go into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. Hallelujah. And when he had sent the multitude away, he went up into a high mountain to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. By implication, you come to a place in your life, your sail can no longer take the wind. In other words, you're trying to go forward, and your sail is what the wind will use to take you forward. But now the wind is coming contrary to your sail. How many of you have seen sailing before? I mean, those days, not now when you speedboat, whatever the case may be. But sails in the ship, ship, I mean in the high sea, those days, they use sail. Put on a big sail, the wind will just be blowing across them, and that takes you on with speed. Your, your boat goes faster based on the level of wind that is coming. But now look at the situation. You are going this way. Instead of the wind blowing your sail this way, the wind is coming against your sail. That is to say, sometime in life, you find that situation is contrary to where you're supposed to go. You are trying to go forward, but things are coming against you. You are trying to make things work, but things are falling apart. Anytime you dream of a new thing, a bad thing begins to happen. Anytime you cry to God, it's like something terrible is suddenly coming to you. Anytime you are having hope, all of a sudden your hope is cut short. It's a contrary wind. But I'm saying there's an answer to all of those things. Hallelujah. Look at verse 25. Somebody's going to stand out in the name of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Verse 25. And in the fourth watch of the night. <laughs> yes, it's a night time. Is that okay? Now sometimes God allows this thing. So you'll be wondering, why has God forsaken me? God has not forsaken you. You will come to your night time. And all hope is lost. But that is when he shows up. It is the night time. They've gone through the day. They've come to the night time. They've lost hope. To them, they're about to go up. But about night time, he showed up. Look at the next thing. Jesus went into them, walking on the sea. Hmm. About the night time, he walked into them, walking on the sea. This is where all hope is lost, all strength is gone, all energy is gone, and that's the way it is. When you think you are the lowest ebb, that's where God is going to show up. Hallelujah. 
When you think it is all finished, that is where God comes. Because you see, you are strongest, you are made perfect, you are made stronger in your weakness. My grace is sufficient for you. That's what the word of God says. Hallelujah, somebody. I want you to understand what I'm saying. That you'll be able to come to that place where your grace that God will release to you today will more than sufficient for you to overcome all situations that are coming against you. If the wind is contrary, I bet you today God is going to change the course of it. In the name of Jesus Christ. Look at verse 26. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled. That's something. They thought he was a ghost. Saying, it's a spirit. And they cried for fear. This is what you also must avoid. When you are a believer in God, when you trust the Lord, I'm not expecting a demon to come to you. No, in times of your trouble. I'm not believing that. I don't believe in God. We always show up when things are tough. Your sensitivity is so important. Your spirit of discernment is so vital. To recognize when God is visiting. To recognize when God is speaking. To recognize when God is igniting something into your spirit. For you to be able to do some stuff and overcome the problem you are overcoming. It's so vitally important you understand that. Praise the living God somebody. And they thought he was a ghost. Verse 27. Well, straight away Jesus spoke unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And I say the same to you, in the name of Jesus, be of good cheer. That problem that I've been facing you, I'm saying, be of good cheer. For Jesus is going to visit you today. Hallelujah. Verse 28. And answered him and said, Lord, I like this. If it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to who? To Jesus. What gave Peter that capacity to walk on water? The word was, Come. That's all. I don't know if you are getting that. If you can hear him talk to you, your problems are over. No matter how, even if you are sinking, if you can hear him talk to you. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says, but when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. And he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of what? Little faith. Wherefore did thou doubt? So there's a problem. I said, come. And then it begins to come. And then the wave was coming. That is the issue. God is saying, I'm putting an end to your problem. But you see the problem becoming more difficult. And then you lose faith in what God is saying. That's the point. The point is this. There are issues you've been praying for. All of a sudden you're beginning to see results. But I want to tell you something. The moment your results are about coming, the problem will become more severe. Sometimes healing... When in second place, the pains you were feeling before will become more severe than even when you prayed about them. But that's the point. The pains you're feeling now, the heat you're feeling now, brings another message to your mind to begin to doubt even the healing that God has already made available. Are you still there with me, somebody? So as we pray today, understand this. Whether you are sick, no matter your situation, I'm going to make you understand God is going to come through for you in the name of Jesus Christ. 
When you leave, don't look at the boisterous situation. Don't look at your body. Don't think about the situation. Have faith that God has come through for me and I'm out of this problem. Hallelujah. Amen. So I just need you to see that. And it's very important that you get this point. Why are you afraid? Now there is something you need to know about fear. One thing that is vitally important in scripture when it comes to the issue of fear is only slaves get afraid. Sons don't get afraid. Hallelujah. Read with me Romans chapter 8 verse 15. Romans 8 verse number 15. Hallelujah. For you are not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. The word bondage means slavery. Hallelujah. But you have received the spirit of adoption. Whereby we cry what? Abba Father. Praise God. You have not received the spirit of bondage again to do what? To fear. What was that? This is making reference to what happened on Mount Sinai. When Moses was even afraid because of the lightning and the thundering that came from Mount Sinai when the law was being given. By implication, the spirit that the children of Israel received was the spirit of slavery. Hallelujah. Are you getting what I'm talking about? What they got on that day was the spirit of slavery. It was the spirit that could not enable them to go directly to God. Remember, they told God, speak to Moses, let Moses talk to us. So they received the spirit of slavery. So they were slaves. So that's the comparison Paul is making here. You did not receive that type of spirit. So you are not slaves. You received the spirit of sonship. Now you can go to God and cry, what? Abba, Father. By implication, if you have any problem as a child of God, you have access to God to talk to him about your problem. Are you listening to me? You don't so much need an intermediary to be able to talk to God. That is why you need to study the word of God and know what God promises and know what he has in mind. Is anybody understanding what I'm saying? So that when you're praying, you take the word and give it back to God and say, this is what you said, just like Elijah did. Just like the scripture says, you are a human being just like Elijah was. Praise the living God. So yeah, he said you have not received the spirit of bondage. You receive another spirit, which is the spirit of sonship. And this spirit enables you to go to your father directly to say whatever thing you need to say, especially the word that comes to you. And this is why I keep on emphasizing the need for you to come close enough to God to be able to hear God. You see how Peter was able to walk on water. Even you can say anything about Peter. There is something unique about him. He was the only one that walked on water like Jesus did. Why? He had the voice of the Lord. He responded to what God said. So one thing is important. For you to overcome your circumstances and obstacles. You got to hear God's word. And when you hear the word, you respond to the word. If you respond to God's word in faith, you overcome your obstacles. If you respond to God's word in faith, you overcome your storms. If you respond to God's word in faith, you overcome this troubling sea. No matter what. What will make others sink will not make you sink. Hallelujah. We just need God's word to be able to overcome. At any time, anywhere, any moment, any situation you find yourself, God's word is able to get you to overcome the situation. Praise the Lord somebody. So Jesus said, according to your faith, to your faith in what? Believing in me that I can. Number two, believing in whatever thing I'm going to say. So what did he say? Your sight, you get back your sight, may your eyes be open, 
What about the case maybe? And the Bible said they received their sight. Why? Because they believe in the word. They believe in what Jesus said. They believe in he who is performed the miracle. And I say the same to you today. Even as we go into prayers, you have nothing to worry about. Everything you come here with today, God is going to answer you. Anything that is troubling you, God is going to speak to you. Anything that you are so troubled with before now, I'm promising you God is going to resolve it today in the name of Jesus Christ. I just need you to have your faith in God, have faith in whatever thing God intends to say or do to you, or have trust in whatever prayer you have been praying before. This is the time God is going to give answer to that particular prayer in the name of Jesus Christ. Can you please stand up for a moment? Yeah, stand up for a moment. Hallelujah. We're going to go into prayer in a moment. What are the ushers? Just take your offering very quickly. And then let somebody go there. Just take your offerings. Take your offerings. Ushers, get your basket very quickly. Let's just do that. And then we'll go straight into impartation service. Hallelujah. Take your offering. Very quickly, very quickly, very quickly. Just take it up. Now we're going to pray now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Are you there with your offering? Because it's not on there. Okay, praise the Lord. Just pray, pray, pray on you. Just pray, just bless God. Father, we thank you for the seed, the opportunity to give. We pray, Lord, that this will mark, O oh God, a new beginning for us. Our seed, O oh God, oh Father, will be multiplied in a thousandfold in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give cheerfully. Just give, just give, just give. Now, while you're doing that, put on the board for me, Deuteronomy 34, verse number 9 again. Take your offering very quickly as we go into partition. Deuteronomy 34. Verse number 9. Hallelujah. And here the Bible says, And Joshua, the son of Noah, was full of the spirit of wisdom. For Moses had laid his hand upon him. And the children of Israel hearkened unto him, and did as the Lord commanded Moses. Again, I want you to get that. The spirit of wisdom entered into Moses, I mean to Joshua. What that means is the spirit that will enable Joshua to lead the people entered into him. Why? Because Moses laid his hand upon Joshua. There is something you will need for your life that you may not even know now. You know anything about it. But as I lay hands on you, that thing can erupt in your life. And then understand this. You may not fall and you may fall. Whatever thing the case may be. You are not falling doesn't mean you don't get results. Joshua didn't fall here. Are you sitting there with me? But a spirit entered into him. And that's what is important to you today. All of those struggles you've been passing through. The spirit to overcome will be impacted into your life. All of those things that looks like headache, 
hamba honti krasavachuta all of those things that looks like headache yes you'll be struggling with this sickness for so long you'll be struggling silently with this issue the lord is going to touch you today in the name of jesus christ the lord is going to touch you today in the name of jesus christ and the lord is telling me he is going to roll away reproach from your life today there is something that is reproaching you. There is something that will become a reproach. But the Lord is going to roll it away today. The Lord is rolling away your reproach today. The Lord is rolling away your reproach today. Hallelujah. I need you to be sensitive to what God is going to do. In your life today. Mark this day. And God is going to give you a word concerning that situation. But your reproaches are going to be over today. Just the way the rest see rolled up, so shall your issue roll away today. Hallelujah. 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 For right in our midst, a ministering spirit, a ministering already to each and every one of us. You are going to get a result that you have never asked for. There is going to be a surprise for some of you today. For there are ministering spirit already. There are going to be a surprise for some of you today. Even that which you never asked for will come your way. In the name of Jesus Christ. I see balloons rising. Which is like a moment of celebration. I see balloons being released. The moment of celebration. Celebration is coming to some of you. Celebration is coming to some of you. You shall celebrate. You shall celebrate. You shall celebrate. Thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga. We know you have been blessed by this station. You can share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information, inquiries, and free downloads, please visit www.davidogaga.org or you can send us an email admin at gkai.net. God bless you.